0: Amen. We're going to be looking in the book of Exodus chapter 12. And if you want to later on just take time to read the whole chapter, you can get it in detail. But I'm just going to hit a few verses this morning with you. Turn in your Bibles to Exodus chapter 12, beginning with verse 5, and stand with us to read the Word of God this morning. And I'm going to talk to you this morning about understanding the blood. Understanding the blood. Beginning with verse 5, Your lamb shall be without blemish. A male of the first year. God don't want no crippled up lamb, but He wants us to give our very best. Can you understand that? We want to give God our very best. You shall take it from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. And they shall take up the blood, say the blood, the blood. and strike it on the two sides of the post and on the upper doorpost of the houses, wherein they shall eat it. And I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, if that was me, I'd be saying, I'm glad I'm not the firstborn, amen. amen. I'm glad I'm secondborn, amen. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will, that's God talking, execute judgment. I am the Lord. And the blood shall be for a token unto the houses where you are. And when I see the blood... I will pass over you and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. You may be seated. May God bless His word. May it become alive to your heart. There was going to come a day that the destroyer was going to come through the land. A death angel, if you please, And this angel was going to kill the firstborn in each family in Egypt. But he told the children of Israel to put the door, put the blood on the doorpost, on each side and over the top. And when that angel came through there to kill, if he seen the blood, he would pass on by. But if he didn't see the blood, then your firstborn would be killed. So God told them what to do. Moses instructed the people what to do. And they called this the Passover lamb. Because he promised that if he seen the blood, he would pass over you and judgment wouldn't come to your house. Thank God for his mercy. That when he sees the blood, he passes over. And that blood back then was a type of the blood of Christ which we're seeing today. We're going to go into a little bit of detail of that and I'm going to explain a little bit of that to you this morning where you can see and understand a little bit clearer in what we're saying. Now look at verse 22. We're going to skip through this chapter. He says, You should take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood and in a basin and strike the lentils on the two sides posts where the blood is in the basin and none of you shall go out the door of his house until morning. Now, you know, because there's somebody that just has a hard time not listening, there was somebody that just went outside the house at night, see what was going on, and probably lost their life. But God gave them instruction not to step outside of the blood. If you stepped outside of it, then you're in trouble. Because the death angel, he only recognized the blood. Verse 23, For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians, and when He sees the blood upon the lentils and upon the two posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer, that's the death angel, to come unto the house to smite you. Understand this, that angels recognize the blood. Psalms 91.11, for He gives His angels charge over you to keep thee in all thy ways. Angels, we've heard of guardian angels, angels that protect you. It's because of the blood. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and the blood of Jesus is applied to your heart, demons recognize the blood. They're fallen angels. Angels recognize the blood. See, the devil can't cross over the bloodline to destroy you. Now, he may buffet you from time to time. He may... Tempt you from time to time. He may even be allowed by God Amen. To, to do certain things, but he can only do what God allows Amen. because we're protected by the blood of Christ. Amen. So the devil recognizes those that belong to Christ. You can't see with well, your natural eyes those that have accepted Christ or not but demons do and they tremble. They fear Christians. We have more power than we realize. We're covered by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. In Revelations it said they overcame them by the word of their testimony and the blood of the Lamb. See, that's where our power lies in is the blood. The blood gives us that divine protection see the devil if he wanted to man he'd take you out but he can't he can't get to you because of Amen. the blood see Amen. angels big angels standing around the believer not today the devil yeah. they belong to God. Amen. Amen. I've been given charge over them to protect Amen. them see Amen. you can't cross Amen. the bloodline. See, that destroyer, as he passed through Egypt and was taking out the firstborn, Yes. Yeah. But he came through the land of Goshen where the Israelites was, which was just outside of Israel, they looked at the blood. And they said, I can't mess with them because they're covered by the blood. Aren't you glad this morning that we're covered? Amen by the blood of the lamb God has us covered they can be demons that want to kill us and you can write it down if the devil could kill you he would have already done it he hates Christians he hates you because you're a child of God if the devil could kill you he would have already done it but he has to pass over because we have the blood applied see now it's a personal thing The blood. We all have to apply it to our own heart. And if I could say we need to apply it to the doorpost of our heart. When we accept Christ, we're covered by the blood. Our sins are blotted out. And God gives us eternal life. If we look over there, I believe it's in... Wait, let me read some more in Exodus. Then I'm going to get there. I'm trying to jump ahead of myself. Exodus chapter 12, verse 29. And it came to pass at midnight the Lord smote all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. From the firstborn of Pharaoh that sat on his throne, unto the firstborn of the captive which was in the dungeon, and all the firstborn of the cattle. And Pharaoh rose up in the night, he and all his servants. And all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt. For there was not a house where there was not one dead. And he called Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise up and get you forth from among my people, both you and the children of Israel, and go serve the Lord God as you have said. God's judgment came. They would mock God. They would mock the children of Israel. They said, our gods are more powerful than the God of Israel. But God had enough. He sowed all these different plagues and different things and different signs to Pharaoh, but they still wouldn't believe. But God hardened Pharaoh's heart. But now, God's judgment came. God got their attention. Not one household In Egypt was spared. God's judgment came. See, the wages of sin is death. Romans 6.23 The wages of sin is death. Death. Eternal separation from God. There's coming a judgment day. But it also tells us the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. So through Jesus Christ, our sins can be blotted out. Through the blood, our sins can be forgiven. Jesus died in our place so that we could have eternal life. Just like He made a way of escape for the children of Israel, when He seen the blood and and judgment didn't come upon them, when He sees the blood upon our heart, Judgment doesn't come on us. We deserve death, but He gives us life instead. We deserve hell, but He gives us heaven. That's a good God. He makes a way of escape to those that will receive Him. See, the blood has great power, but it doesn't do any good unless it was applied. See, they had to take the blood and they had to apply it to the doorpost. For those that didn't do it, the death angel came and their firstborn son was killed. That's what happens when the blood isn't applied. Same thing is true with us. There's coming a day that we're going to stand before God and we're going to be judged. And unless we apply the blood to the doorpost of our hearts, then we're going to face judgment and God's wrath. See, we don't talk a whole lot about the wrath of God. We talk about how good God is. But if the blood isn't applied, we're going to face the wrath of God. He made a way of escape for the children of Israel. But I can guarantee you this, if they didn't do what He said and apply the blood on the doorpost, when that destroyer came through, when the death angel came through, Therefore, firstborn, the next morning, he was dead. You had to apply the blood. It doesn't do us any good if we don't apply the blood of Jesus to our heart. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Look over in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22. And it tells us in almost all things are by the law purged with blood and without the shedding of blood there is no remission or no forgiveness of sin it's the blood now understand this it was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in heaven should be purified with these but the heavenly things themselves were better sacrifices than these For Christ is not entered into the holy place made with hands. In other words, the tabernacle, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, and now appears before the presence of God. Let me explain that what he's saying. In the old covenant, under in the old testament times, they had a temple, and they had an outer court. Then they had an inner court that only the priest could go and offer the sacrifices. Then they had a place called the holiest of holies that the high priest could only go once a year. And it was so holy that if he went in there and he hadn't made atonement for his own sin, he would be struck dead in the presence of God because nothing unclean or unholy could go before God's presence. So they would tie a rope around the high priest's waist and he would go into the holies of holies and he would offer a sacrifice first for himself and then he would offer a sacrifice for the sins of the people. And he did this once a year. So you understand that, now you understand what happened with Christ is what it's talking about here. Christ didn't go into that temple and make a sacrifice for you and I. But what this temple was was a type of what was really in heaven. You want to know what was really in heaven? The same thing. You had your place where all the people was, the outer court. Then you had your inner court around the throne of God. Then you had the holiest of holies. You had a mercy seat right before the throne of God and Jesus came into the very presence of God the Father and he took his blood and he put it on the mercy seat and he said Lord this is for the sins of the world he offered that up for us once and for all so what he was teaching them under the old covenant Now He fulfilled through the new covenant in Jesus, who's our high priest. See, they had to have a high priest offer up a sacrifice for their sins. We don't have to have a high priest to do that because Jesus is our high priest. You don't have to go to a, a priest or a pastor to get to God. You go to Jesus. He's your representative. You come to Jesus and you go straight from Jesus to the Father, and you can come right into the very presence of God through Jesus Christ. He's our advocate. He's standing at the right hand of the Father this morning making intercession for you and I. So there's a pattern in the Old Testament and it was fulfilled through Jesus Christ. Do you see what he's saying? So Jesus, our high priest, goes and He makes sacrifice for us. So our sins now are forgiven. All we have to do is apply the blood that was already paid for us. We accept that. Jesus, by faith, I receive what You've done for me. I ask that You forgive me of my sins. And apply the blood to the doors of my heart just like they applied the, the blood in the Old Testament to their house. This is our house. This is our house. Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. We apply the blood to our house. And therefore now we are holy. And the Holy Spirit can come and dwell within our hearts. And we can say, oh, Abba Father, praise God, amen. Jesus is my Lord. He's the Lord over my house. Not just where we live, but He lives within us. He's Lord of this house. See, when we apply the blood. We have access. Now demons, when they look at us and they look at our house, our body, they see the blood applied. It's oh man, I can't mess with them. They're covered with the blood. I have to pass over them. I can't destroy them. I can't mess their life up. Not unless we give them access and open up our heart to the devil. He He can't cross the bloodline. We're protected, amen? See what I'm saying? We have that protection. All we have to do is stand in it and walk in it. All we have to do is say, God, cover me with your blood today. I pray your divine protection over my life. God, keep me safe. And we don't have to worry about the devil. We don't have to fear the devil. Because greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. Amen? We have power over the devil. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. My strength comes from the Lord. My power comes from the Lord. My protection comes from the Lord. That's why it's so important to understand the blood of Jesus. Amen? Can't imagine churches that don't want to talk about the blood It's the greatest weapon that we have. Amen. So Jesus, he went into heaven itself. Now to appear in the presence of God. Nor yet he should offer himself often as the high priest entered into the holy place every year with the blood of others. He didn't have to do that. Verse 26, for then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. Jesus didn't have to die every year for our sins. But now once, see, say once. He did it once. In the end of the world, He hath appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of Himself. He didn't sacrifice the Lamb. He, he was the Lamb, see. Then in Hebrews 9, 27, it says, It's appointed unto man. Wants to die. And after that, the judgment. See, the judgment's coming. We don't like to talk about it, but the judgment is coming. We're going to stand before God. You say, when's the judgment? After you die. It's appointed unto man, wants to die, and after that, judgment. Stand before God. It's sobering thought. People don't like to think about it. People don't like to talk about it. It makes them feel uncomfortable. Well, it's better to deal with it than to come before God unprepared. Because when I stand before God, I don't have any excuse. I've fallen short. We all have. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God. Every one of us. And if God was to say, why should I let you into heaven? There's only one right answer. It's not because I I pastored churches or I read my Bible or I've been a faithful tither or I've helped this person or that person. None of my works is going to get me in. Only one thing that's going to get me in That's the blood of Christ. It's because of what Jesus has done for me. It's what the Son of God done for me and how that He died for my sins and I accepted Him as my Savior. And He's all my righteousness. I depend totally and completely on Him and what He's done for me. It's not because I've had a good week or a good day, it's because of Him. It's because of the blood, see? That's how we overcome. That's where our righteousness stands for. It's not because we're a member of this church or that church or our name's on a roll. That doesn't get us to heaven. There's only one thing that's going to help us to escape God's judgment. And that's having the blood of Jesus applied to our heart and our sins under the blood. Amen. I'm no better than nobody else. No Christian is. The blood makes us different. The children of Israel were no better than the Egyptians. But they had the blood applied. And when He seen the blood, He passed over them. They didn't receive judgment. And see, if we have the blood applied, we won't receive God's judgment. But we will receive His mercy. I want to read one passage of Scripture in closing. In the book of Revelations, And if this don't wake you up, nothing will. Revelations chapter 20 and verse 11. And I saw a great white throne. And Him that sat on it, from whose face the heaven and earth fled away. And there was found no place for them. In other words, no place to hide from God's judgment. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. Everybody, everybody you can think of, small and great, presidents of nations, Hollywood stars, famous sports figures, Everybody's going to stand before God. Michael Jordan's going to stand before God. LeBron James is going to stand before God. All your famous football players and basketball players and baseball players are all going to stand before God. Nobody's exempt. The only thing about this is the real McCoy. It's not a movie. It's not make-believe. It's not pretend. This is real. And this is eternal. It's hard for us to wrap our mind around something that's eternal. But at this judgment, when God says, depart from me. I never knew you. That's eternal. Or if he says, enter into the joys that I have prepared for you. Well done, good and faithful servant. That's eternal. That's forever. That's forever. Let me see if I can help you understand how long eternity is. Use your imagination just for a little bit. Let's just say there was a bird that was able. And I know he can't. But let's just say he could. He could fly from here to the moon. And the moon was made up of nothing but grains of sand. And he flew to the moon and he got a grain of sand. And he took it back to the earth. He flew to the moon got a grain of sand and he took it back to the earth. And he did that over and over and over again until the whole moon was finally gone. He took every piece of sand back to the earth. Take a long, long, long time, wouldn't it? Well, after he's done all that, that's one day. In eternity. Amen. Amen. One day. Eternity never ends. It's forever. And ever. And ever. And ever. In other words, it's a long, long time. So the most important decision that anybody can make is where we spend eternity. Eternity. It's not going to be just like a little while and it's all going to be over. It's forever. But all these people, small and great, they come and they stand before God and the books were opened. And another book was opened. Notice that God keeps books. You say, how do you know that? Well, the Bible tells us God keeps books. He's got angels keeping books. He's got bookkeepers. Amen. Amen. What's in all these books? I don't know, but I know one thing about the book of life. It tells us the dead were judged out of the things which were written in the books according to their works. Verse 13, The sea gave up the dead which were in it. Death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man, according to their works. We're going to be judged. There's a judgment day coming. What's in that book is my name in the book of life. Verse 14, And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. This death is eternal And verse 15, and whosoever, that means anybody, who was not found written in the book of life, if your name's not in the book of life, what happens to you? They was cast into the lake of fire. I want my name in that book, don't you? That's the most important thing. I want my name in the book of life. Doesn't matter about any other books. Doesn't matter about being great. I just want to make sure my name is in the book of life. Because if your name's not there, he's like looking for your name, and he says, I don't see your name. Well, check again. No, it's not there. You're going to be cast into the lake of fire. See? That's God's judgment. But none of us here has to face that judgment. Apply the blood to your heart. Make sure your sins are forgiven. Make sure your name's written in the Lamb's book of life. Make sure you make heaven and not hell, Amen. Because if you're not in that book, if your name's not in the book of life, then you're going to be cast into the lake of fire forever. And ever, and ever, where there's no escape, there's no no way out. You can't say God forgive me. Then it's too late. Amen. When the death angel done passed and killed their firstborn, they can't wake up and say God forgive me. Make my son alive again. I put the I put the blood on. No, it's too late. See can't wait until after you die and then try to get right with god you have to do it while you're still breathing if you're still breathing you still have an opportunity to make things right with god see because once you die it's too late we don't believe in praying the dead into heaven pray for the family that lost the loved one but you can't pray for the person that's dead it's too late you need to pray for them while they're living You can't make a decision after you die whether or not you want to go to heaven or hell. You have to make it now. See? But judgment is coming. But we don't have to fear judgment. We should fear God and respect God, but we shouldn't fear judgment if the blood is applied. If the blood isn't applied, we should be scared to death. If we're not right with God, I would be scared to death. I'd be trembling. If I read this scripture and I realized my name's not written in the book of life, I'd be scared to death. I'd be, Lord, forgive me. Lord, help me. Who wouldn't want their name written in the book of life? You see what's going to happen if it's not? You're going to be thrown into the lake of fire. Now, the lake of fire wasn't prepared for you. It was prepared for the devil and all his fallen angels. That's who it was prepared for. God made a way of escape for all of mankind. Jesus went to the cross. He got His own blood. He applied it to the mercy seat that ever whoever would call upon the name of the Lord would be saved. It's already been paid for. Your sins have already been paid for. All you have to do is receive Him and apply the blood to your heart. And you'll be saved. Amen. Would you bow your heads just for a moment this morning? I pray that...